Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. Are you ready to start confidently cooking wholesome, healthy, and colorful meals in your kitchen? But most days you feel overwhelmed by where to start? Not to worry. Makes and I are here to help you learn the essentials, build a foundation, and spark joy in the kitchen. Curry Girls Kitchen's Reset program is a step-by-step guide designed specifically for you. Discover the foods that work best in your body, learn to cook vibrant recipes, and build confidence in your kitchen. Our new self-guided seven-day reset program includes an ebook and has everything that you need to get started to reboot your life and feel your absolute best. Head on over to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in today's show notes. Today on Make Life Delicious, I'm super excited to welcome my dear friend, Manette McDermott. Manette is a soul sister, mighty health food warrior, an environmental champion dedicated to health, healing, and reducing food waste. Manette is the founder and CEO of Moonshi, a food company that makes 100% organic, handcrafted, plant-based prebiotic and probiotic beverages and snacks changing lives one gut at a time. You'll find Manette most days happily crafting new foods made from upcycled ingredients, then smiling as she makes her way to the many farmers markets, where she not only sells her fantastic products, she lovingly shares her knowledge and her amazing fermented foods, all of which support gut health. It's where daughter Alex and I recently ran into her, and what a delicious reunion it was. Oh, her beet kvass and coconut kefir are insane. I couldn't wait to share with you all. Manette graduated from Brown University with a PhD in linguistics. She is the mother to four beautiful adult children and her two yummy grandkids. Manette is a certified health and wellness coach and draws on her Eastern and Western medicine to design her organic, nourishing raw foods. Today, Manette studies how the language of microorganisms communicate in the gut and the role our microbiome has on our health, healing, and well-being. Munshi is a company founded on the principles that food is medicine. And this is why we our soul sisters, besides a million other reasons. Welcome, Manette. What a gift it is to have you here today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You are so beautiful, and you have done so much for this world and continue to. I am so blessed and honored to be here. Thank you so much. Mm, What beautiful. So, you know, First of all, I want to share, um, Megan is off. She is not going to be joining us today, but she's here in spirit. Minette's um, family grew up here in Manhattan Beach, and uh, her daughter, Ricky, 
was really dear friends, still is dear friends with Alex, our um, Megan's oldest sister. And, you know, we've um, come in and out of our lives throughout these years and almost 30 years. And I remember coming to your beautiful home that you had built, that we would do yoga together with mutual friends. And then we, um, you know, we just come in and out of lives. And then one day I remember you had come over and you were sitting in my kitchen sharing with me about an idea about food. And it was so much fun because I saw your passion and your excitement about, oh my gosh, we've got to start feeding kids better foods. And of course, you know, I had started growing great. And you're talking about these delicious snacks that came in this beautiful tin, this recycled tin that you could use <laughs> for anything. And it was back then it was called Gochi. And it's, it's like morphed into now Munchi. And, you know, here you are way back then you were like, you know, ahead of the curve. And now here you are in your 60s and you're finding this inner entrepreneur. Did you ever think you'd be leading a company that you founded? And what's it like to be a first time CEO of this growing company? And I'm so excited to hear what was the spark that led you to start Munshi and how did that whole morph happen? I love the word morph, Peggy, <laughs> because morph is all about change and listening to the universe and what it is that um, I am to be serving in the universe. Mm. So, uh, yes, you are absolutely right. I came to you with all these vegetable snacks that I was creating <laughs> and wanting to offer as alternatives to the junk that was out there. I Never believed that I would be a CEO of a company. But interestingly enough, as I created these snacks, more and more people were, oh, can you make some for me? Can you make some for me? <laughs> and I was making so many of them that my mother at some point said, you need to open a business. You need to start your own thing. And I always listened to my mother, mm. uh, but I didn't think that at the time it was the right time to do it. So I've always asked myself, what am I to do? How am I to serve? And mm. at the time, I was growing my children, and children in education really were my priority. So during those years, I was the CEO of the family. Yeah. And lots of hats. After everyone. <laughs> exactly. And as they grew and left the nest, I continued to listen to the universe. And I realized that I indeed had something to offer. Mm. And boy, did you. Yeah. Oh, you are so sweet. You are so sweet. And at the time, my mom was actually very ill. She had Parkinson's. So I was always looking for ways to improve her gut health. Mm. and as I was developing these products, her condition worsened and she passed away before I actually was able to give her any of my moon chi. And 
darn, because I know this stuff would have helped her. I know. So, I, I so agree with you on that, because I remember when we had been um, diagnosed gluten intolerant and I had lost both my parents to, mm. you know, cancer and had, you know, it's like, oh, in hindsight, it's like all oh, this information that we know today would have been so different for our parents back then this education I just got like full body chills you know because I love that it was your mom that you listened to you know that that she empowered you to you know take whatever spirit that lived inside you and just like it just she planted the seed you know she did she did Peggy and I have a great story to tell you about that so don't let me forget I love what you wrote. Humans are a part of nature. And when we're in harmony with nature, our bodies naturally heal. We optimize our health and empower the functional benefits of real food. Consciously, we choose foods that come from nature and our body recognizes and understands the information food provides. Our bodies are able to become our best doctors. I love your fascination with the gut health and learning the language of our gut microbiome. What was the catalyst that got you laser focused on gut health and our microbiome? I have always been very connected to nature. When we stay in touch with nature and seeing ourselves as part of nature, we benefit from nature's ability to heal. So nature only wants to give us what is good for our body, mm. soul. And it's when man creates foods that it doesn't recognize as food that we start to have issues. So when we start processing our foods and we start extremely um, adding additives, preservatives, things that our bodies don't recognize as food, that's when our bodies have inflammation. What inspired me to pursue things that have to do with the gut really had to do with my mom as she was struggling with her Parkinson's. She was having issues with constipation, uh, cramping, a lot of gas, and there was nothing that seemed to help her. All the medicines that the doctors were prescribing just seemed to make matters worse. Yeah. So as I listened to her, Oh my goodness, uh, every bowel movement that came became, she called it her, I hit the lottery, I hit the lottery. <laughs> and I could see how she would feel so much better after we got movement going. But even within this journey that I was on with her, trying to understand what was happening in her gut, I could not consistently give her something that was going to help her on a daily basis. Mm. So I started creating my own products that I thought would help her. And I did this by listening to the universe. I started uh, taking classes on the gut. I started trying to understand what could nature provide that would help her. And that was the probiotic path. So looking at the different probiotics had me now exploring what probiotics are out there. And I kept hearing diversity. Try things that are different. 
And the more you try that are different, the more you're going to be populating your gut with all these different microorganisms. And that's how I discovered kefir or kefir. Mm-hmm. It was a, it is a wonderful probiotic from Europe that is dairy based. Mm-hmm. But because I was vegan, I started to train my kefirs to love coconut milk. Wow. And that's when things started happening. I love that you said, I trained my kefirs. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, that's like so cool. Because I know that, you know, there's so many billions of different strains of, you know, uh, microorganisms, you know, within our probiotics and within our stomach and within our microbiome, all those things. Let's talk about that. Yes. It, oh, my gosh. So yes, we have so many more microorganisms in our guts than we do cells in our bodies. And it's these microorganisms that help us. They're basically the foundation of all good health if we can be in tune with these microorganisms. So as we put these microorganisms into our gut through real food, preferably fermented foods, we are now going to be flourishing the gut. And then with the prebiotics, we're going to be helping them multiply. But when I say uh, training my kefir, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so kefir is such an ancient grain that it was originally used with dairy only. Mm -hmm. So it's very used to growing in a dairy environment. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by training is that I had to keep trying Mm -hmm. over and over again, lots of failure, a lot of mistakes to get my grains to love coconut milk, because coconut milk, I believe, was going to be an important um, source because of its medium train triglycerides, which are really good for the brain. It's a wonderful saturated fat. And I thought, wow, as a vegan, I would love to be able to have a kefir made from coconut milk. So in the training of it, that's what I did. And also on its day off, training a kefir to grow is usually used using cane sugar. Mm-hmm. But instead of cane sugar, because I think sugar causes inflammation, I trained my kefir grains of figs. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. This makes this is so exciting for me because I agree too. I know that sugar is, you know, it causes so many issues in our body. And, you know, as a society, we're eating way too many hundreds of pounds a year of sugar and getting sicker and sicker by the minute. And so by creating this um, kefir with figs, a whole food, so everything that you're doing is using whole foods to create a better for you product. And when you were talking about training it, it got me thinking about you know, here you are experimenting with um, the kefir that it's like creating a starter when we make bread, you know, as it gr- as it ages, it gets better over time. And that's like what, because we make bread, you know, Megan and I love making now, we, we've discovered um, making sourdough bread and uh, it's like the stronger the scent and the older it gets, the better it is. Everything's better yeah. with age, right? <laughs> I agree. I sold farts. I agree. <laughs> 
So, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So, okay. So now that we understand that, you know, what it is that kefir is, and you also talked about diversity within our stomach and within our gut. I mean, that we need diversity, just like with anything, the foods that we eat, all of that, eating the rainbow, the colorful, but what you're providing is this source of nutrients for all the microorganisms that live within our gut. Yes. And what has happened over time is that we've been eating a lot of gut-busting, gut-busting foods. So all the ultra-processed foods, all the packaged foods, they are not feeding the microorganisms that help us heal. Instead, of, they're feeding the microorganisms that we consider bad. They're the ones that have direct communication with the dopamine part of the brain that says, I want more. Mm. I want more sugar. And they're the ones that give us the idea that we have a craving because it's feeding that pleasure part of our brain that says, I actually need this right now. Just one more cookie or one more bag of chips. Well, um, can you can you explain a little bit more about the actual we, we are hearing a lot about our microbiome. So mm-hmm. between the gut and the microbiome, can you just share a little bit more about what that is? So if people don't really know exactly what is the microbiome, because we know what our gut is. We know probiotics, we know prebiotics, and I want to go into more about that too, you know, what those exactly are, but the microbiome, shed some light on that. Okay, so the microbiome, if you think about it as your garden, as the individuality of each garden. So each of us has a different microbiome. And we have microbiomes all around our, on our skin, you know, everywhere, every part of our body. But when we talk about the gut microbiome, we're specifically talking about what we're growing in our gut. And as as individuals, we have choices about what we're going to be feeding this microbiome and helping it flourish. The study of the microbiome has only been recent because of the technology that we now have. But if we had been able to discover this years and years ago, uh, we'd be a lot better off because in the development of all of the processed foods, we didn't realize that we were causing so much damage in our gut. So getting back to your question, Peggy, about the microbiome, uh, it's basically the probiotic microorganisms, the bifidobacteria, the uh, streptococcus, the uh, lactobacilli, these are all microorganisms that are going to help our guts heal. And as we are healing our guts and allowing our microorganisms to do their job, their job is to be functionally beneficial to us. So nature gave us these guts to really allow the food that we ingest, food from nature that's coming from her earth, to now do their job of healing us. So seeing food as our medicine now, and that each plant has a specific purpose and a specific functional benefit to us. 
changes the way we experience food. And that's really what I'm trying to do is to allow us to connect with the functional benefit of each plant. And when we do that, we are now helping the microbiome of our gut. So the microbiome, when you are seeing it as your garden, you're planting the seeds. All those little microorganisms, you're planting the seeds. And the prebiotics are the ones that are going to fertilize and help multiply, flourish, and take over all of the gut-busting microorganisms. The gut-busting microorganisms are the ones that are causing a lot of our health issues. So, like, we hear a lot about this term leaky gut. And what I'm understanding is, so by the foods that we put in that are not serving our gut, that are really breaking it down, it's creating this term called leaky gut. And I personally know it because I just, you know, me, I eat really well and things like that. There's other things going on, but I developed a leaky gut. So even when you're doing good things, you can still develop this leaky gut. Can you explain a little bit about that? Sure. Yes. That's a great question because a lot of people are struggling with leaky gut. So basically, there's a cell membrane around our gut. There's only one cell thick. Mm -hmm. So it's very fragile. And there are things that cause us to think of it like a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Let's say you've got this one cell thick of a wall, but then there's all these mortars that are holding those cells together. All you have to do is poke through the mortar and all of a sudden you've got a leak, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got this leak. And what causes those leaks? There are so many different things that can cause the leak. Um, probably the number one is gluten. So gluten is very well known, uh, especially the way we raised our modern wheat. We've now, you know, created this thing that causes um, the gut to have a hole, and that is what we call the the gluten creates glycines, and in that creation, we are now permeating through this mortar that's holding all the little cells together. Um, Other things are lectins that you can find in beans, uh, but when you cook the beans in a pressure cooker, the lectins break up um, in in the peel of a tomato. So there are all these wonderful foods that actually have lectins, but we have ways of dealing with that. And in breaking up those lectins, we are gonna uh, help prevent the leaky gut. So it's really understanding what foods can cause the permeation of those little cell walls that will now leak into our bloodstream. And in leaking into the bloodstream, the things that are going into the bloodstream aren't supposed to be there. And then our body goes into trying to protect. Right. That's when, yeah, our immune system goes, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be here. You're a foreign invader. and I am going to really attack you. So it's like our body doesn't even know the good guys and the bad guys. So it just turns on the switch of everybody's bad and I've got to fix it. Yes. (laughs) Which is the autoimmune. That's your autoimmune disease. Right. And so my other question is, so not just foods can cause leaky guts, can chemicals, our environment, things like that, that get into our system can actually cause these toxins 
that come in, whether it's something that you ingest through water, air, emotions, all of those can also cause this leaky gut as well. And so much of our food has toxins in it. Right. And that's why knowing the choices that we make really matter in terms of what we're putting in our body. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's why reading the labels are so important and recognizing that if there's a food in the ingredient list that you do not recognize as food, it's probably a preservative some artificial sweetener, some uh, thing that's going to extend the, the, the food's life. Food is not meant to last. Food is meant to be, be fresh. And that's one of my commitments to anyone eating cheese. It's going to be fresh and it's going to be packed with things that are gut healing, not gut busting. Exactly. And I love this too, because I remember when I was a food manufacturer and, you know, you'd go into the stores and they go, well, what's its shelf life? <laughs> and it's like, that's how I teach, you know, when I go into people's kitchens and things like that and, and do these little kitchen blessings. It's, you know, like you just said, food's meant to be eaten in a certain amount of time. Give us the nutrients that support our body. And then you move on. And the things that have a shelf life, that's your red flag right there, because what's in it that's keeping it shelf stable. And those are the things that we want to clearly stay away from. That, again, is going to cause things like leaky gut <laughs> and other right. problems, right? <laughs> that's the beauty of fermentation. So fermentation began, you know, when we didn't have refrigeration. And how can we make this food last longer? So they started fermenting foods to actually help last longer. The beautiful thing about that, though, is that in, in the fermentation process, you are growing microorganisms that are actually good for the gut. So the fermentation itself gives the food a longer shelf life, but it does so in a natural way, the way Mother Nature intended. Right. And then all the goodies, all those good bugs, that are created from the fermentation is then what plants are good seeds within our gut that's helping us. Exactly. So it's nourishing us. Do you find um, that a lot of people will say, you know, the first time that I've tried a fermented product, I get so much gas, you know? Yes, I, I think that's true. I think that often when we introduce anything that's new to the gut, but especially fermentation foods that have these microorganisms that are now going in there, taking all the bad guys going, Hey guys, you know, time for you to leave. Kicking them out. <laughs> We're kicking you <laughs> out. Kicking them out. Exactly. We're taking over. It's changing what's going on in, in your gut and it's creating a new environment that will indeed at first feel a little bit gassy, because the fermentation is the creation of gas. But as our body adjusts to that, you're, you're going to find that you actually have less gas over time. Exactly. And I, I also loved you were talking about the functionality about the food. And that is exactly um, how we talk about functional medicine. 
We have functional foods. We have functional medicine. We just did this great podcast with Dr. Lekos, our functional medicine um, doctor. And that's, if you want to go back, that was episode 39. But he talks about food being one of the top three reasons that you really want to pay attention to the food because that's going to be your health. That's going to keep us the healthiest by what we put into our foods and the functionality of what you're creating in these foods. Not only are they beneficial, they're creating this healthy microbiome and gut and goodness. And so, you know, it's, it's so exciting because as I sit here with your munchi, I love this, your kvass, okay? I want to know, like, tell us a little bit more about the kvass. What is kvass? I would love to tell you about the kvass because it's definitely a part of my universe and how it came to be. I discovered kvass as I was exploring what are my options for adding diversity into my gut. I discovered Kavas and I started creating it on my own, reading books about Kavas. It's an ancient Slavation that they made starting with rye bread. They first started making with rye bread, uh, but then they found the benefits, the health benefits of beets and started making it with beets. It's a very popular drink in Russia. They had their Russian soldiers take it to hydrate and also to fight infectious disease. So it was this dual purpose thing where you were getting your soldiers hydrated, but at the same time, keeping them from getting sick. Wow! It became such a popular drink that all you mention it to any Russian in there. Oh yeah, I know. I know what kvass is, but it's interesting. A lot of my friends uh, from Russia or the uh, say, do you make a kvass that is tasty? I said, I make a kvass that is tasty. And they said, because a lot of our parks in Russia have kvass the way you would see um, soda dispensed. Because they want their children to drink it, they're adding sugar to the original kvass. And it's become this soda drink that has lost so many of its health benefits. I started creating the kvass in a different way because I was doing vegan delivery and one of the clients asked me, I understand that you make a kvass. Can you make one that I would like? And I said, well, what is it that you like? And he started telling me foods that he likes. And I started to take that information and add that information to the kvass that I was creating. So ginger, which is awesome for the digestion, I started putting that into my fermentation process. I have always been about upcycling. And at that point, banana peel and orange peel were very much a part of my snack production. So I started taking the banana peel, the orange peel, and adding that to my fermentation product process of the kvass. And I I came up with this formulation that my friend absolutely loved and the taste was divine. And I'm going to attest to it. It is divine (laughs) because I grew up, my family's Ashkenazi Jews. So I grew up in my, you know, my grandparents, we ate beet borscht 
you know, things like that. I mean, I grew up loving beets. Not everyone loves beets. There's a taste that a lot of people think is like dirty in their mouth. Well, let me just tell you, this kvass has nothing near that. You get these notes. It's almost like this fun um, wine because it's got these notes of citrus. And, you know, I don't I don't even think I'd taste the banana in it, but it's like it's just so smooth and delicious. And I drink it in the morning and then I drink it at night. <laughs> I love that, Peggy. I love that. And I love that you're using the word notes. Mm. I truly am in love with that word. Because you can also think of your gut as your instrument and all the probiotics that you're putting in are the notes and the prebiotics are kind of like the chords. You're now putting all those notes together to create the music that your gut was meant to sing. And Mm -hmm. as you sing, as you get your body in line with nature, you are singing and you're now in harmony with nature. Oh and my I love that. Gosh. Yes. And that's why we call our classical kvass the smooth one. And we call the jazz kvass our sort of, you know, funky, a little bubbly. It's a little bit different, but it allows the consumer to have choices mm-hmm. and it allows the gut to have a little diversity. So it does both. But I love the notes. I love the notes and that we're creating music when we combine the probiotic with the prebiotic. We're now making music. And we're raising the level of our vibration within yes. our whole body. Yes. You know? And so it's like I, I, I would teach this, you know, through Growing Great. I would teach, you know, um, you try new foods. That's what we're all about. But you're also... Not only raising the vibration, oh my God, what was it? Um, you're uh, creating happy cells. These happy cells create a happy body, creating a happy being. And I when your that. body's in this fine tune order, it's like you're saying, I hear the orchestra playing and everyone is happy. That's right. And that's really what it's about. It's we there's so many people who are walking around with a gut that's unhappy, but they think that's the norm. They think it's normal to be walking around bloated, gassy, uncomfortable, when in fact, it's the opposite. Yeah. Our guts, when we are in harmony with nature, you don't even remember to eat because there are no cravings. When we're perfectly in harmony, we are experiencing a happy gut that is just satiated. They're busy and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that is connecting with all the different organs and systems in our body that continue to balance us and heal us. It's when we're off balance that we start to experience the reminder that we have cravings, the reminder that something is wrong. And that's when I say the body is our best doctor. It's listening to our body telling us something is off. So when we are in pain, that means something is off. Something is not balanced. And then we have to, instead of ask it, we have to address it and ask, where is the source of this problem? And so many times it is the 
dysbiosis, the imbalance in our gut that is causing the pain. Yes, yes, yes. And I say that because, (laughs) you know, Meg and I, we have our resets. And the purpose, the main purpose of these resets is to get you to connect with your body. It's like peeling away the dark layer of when you don't have that connection, knowing that whatever you put in your mouth, it's either going to work for you or not work for you. And by doing like these, you know, whether it's a week or seven days, 21 days, whatever in a reset, you're resetting your body, just like you're resetting the microbiome and all the bacteria in your gut. That's what you get. You find it's like this discovery of which foods work best in your body so that you can feel your best and perform at your best. I love that, Peggy. And I love that you are saying your, because each person responds to food differently. You're in touch with what is it that your body likes? What is it that your body is giving you harmony as you eat this food? It's your individual, it's your bio-individuality that determines how you, as the consumer, the the food, I guess, appreciato, appreciato, what's the word? When you appreciate your food as a a form of healing you, you now get to be your own musical instrument. You get to be the conductor to decide what to put in, what what, uh, section of the orchestra you want to be singing. And this part of you that has this choice is often... um, overridden by the ego part of our brain that says, but I want this and I want this. And when we create a shift in our gut, where the microorganisms are now the predominant language that we're listening to, we, we, we really honestly don't have the cravings anymore. No. I, and it's so true. And that's what we hear a lot from when people are done with the reset. Like, I'm not yes. going back because I feel so much better. And so it's like you're looking at food so differently. You're looking at it as your body is a temple. And why would I feed myself crap if crap is how I'm going to feel? And I feed myself the food that's going to, I'm going to be that precisioned, you know, car that's going to run really fabulous. You know, as we age, we know we got so many things coming at us, not just the food and like going back to the toxins that are in our environment and the stress. Exactly. It's like it's like these double whammies that we're all having to deal with. And so why not make these choices so supreme? And then teach our kids these things. Oh my God, I have to yes. sh- I oh have to say when I was on your website and one of the things that you believe so much in is the environment. And I was going down and I love companies that give back in such a way. And when I was looking through everything, my heart just like skipped this beat because I saw that you actually donate to (laughs) my nonprofit, Growing Great, because that's part of your mission built in, teaching kids and their families how to choose healthy food. And it's like, wow, thank you. Thank you for that. 
Well, I want to thank you, Peggy, for that. Thank you for starting such an amazing foundation. And it is truly making a difference in so many communities and so many children's lives. So, yes, we love to support growing great. Mm. And that is one of our important developments for our future is really how do we continue to educate and have our children now living in a world where they have choices that are now going to be the predominant choice of health as opposed to the predominant choice of junk. <laughs> There's so many communities that all, that's all they know is the packaged served processed foods and suddenly you want to you may want the real foods available to all communities especially the underserved. Mm. So I love that Growing Great does such a beautiful job of reaching out to all these communities and we want to be a part of that. Mm. We really do. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So you've mentioned upcycled several times because I think that's part of the environment as well. And you mentioned how you take, you know, foods from what you're already making and use it in other foods. Like, how did that happen? Oh, my gosh, Peggy. Honestly, it comes from being raised in a Chinese home with a mother who never wanted to waste anything. <laughs> I, I know. I that's how it, <laughs> it's always in your genetics, your culture. <laughs> it, was my, it was in my culture for sure. And so that we're always thinking, about how do we use this? And how do we use the next thing that's going to be the waste from it? I would walk around uh, the city and I would notice that there were all these organic cold pressed juicers popping up. And I would walk into their stores and I would say, what are you doing with that pulp? Because that's good stuff. That's fiber. <laughs> and they say, oh, but we threw it out. That's like, oh, my gosh, could I take that? So I, I established these relationships with uh, organic cold press juicers who were local. And they provide me with almond pulp, banana peel and orange peel. And what I'm basically doing, the number one uh, landfill is food waste. I used to think that it was, you know, plastic bottles, but it's actually food waste. So in rescuing these, uh, you know, pulps, I am keeping tons of uh, waste from going into the landfill. And as you know, landfill uh, creates methane. So we're contributing to uh, helping the environment by rescuing the, this pulp. What I do is I incorporate the pulp into my products. And it, it's recognizing that we're not using our food to its fullest potential. Using food to its fullest potential means that it's so much to offer. We should be benefiting from everything that it has to offer, including its fiber. So now that we've got tons of almond milkers out there, generating a lot of almond pulp. I take this almond pulp, which is extremely great fiber, especially resistant fiber, and it goes into our gut and it helps our microorganisms multiply. So instead of uh, taking this pulp and throwing it out, we're incorporating it into our granola, our um, muesli, and we're replacing the cheap oats 
So the that are going are often filler. They're also often being raised with glyphosate, which we all know is Roundup and hurting, depleting our soils, but also hurting our guts. So when we use the almond pulp, we're adding really good fiber. We're adding nuts and seeds to our granola and our our, our um, muesli. We're calling them upnola and upsli, and we're having this product that is an upcycled ingredient. And we are now a member of the Upcycle Food Association. I love that. And I love that. I want to repeat that because up granola and up usely, up muesli. Up, up, nola, up nola and up, up sleep. Up, I up love nola and up sleep. So there are no grains in it. And that's why we moved away from granola and it's up nola. Yeah, because I personally, I can't do the oats very much. You know, even mm. the gluten-free oats, um, I learned from... Uh, a scientist, a biologist who actually does our testing for gluten intolerance. And he said that even gluten-free oats can really cause a lot of damage, especially if you have an autoimmune that it's, even though it says it's gluten-free, it still can cause damage. And that again is a reason why you need to really pay attention to what works and doesn't work in your body. Exactly, Peggy. And the way they're raising our oats. Well, yeah, they're rotating. They are now mimicking. Yes. And they're now mimicking the the gluten. Right. So even though you're not eating the gluten itself, it's mimicking and it's creating the same kind of results as gluten does. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, so you are at farmer's markets and you get to talk to a lot of people. And I know because we were there, we see the joy every time you're talking with, you know, different people. Do you hear a lot of health stories and do you find that there's a common thread of conditions over and over and over again? Not okay. Yes. I hear so many stories. It's amazing. And that's what gives me so much inspiration to continue what I'm doing because the stories that I'm hearing are, Oh my gosh, I've never felt better. After I've been eating your products, I feel so good. I didn't know that I could feel this good. People who have been struggling with diarrhea all their lives or constipation all their lives or bloating. It's amazing. And not only are we hearing stories of digestion or things that are related to the gut, but we're hearing things that, uh, you know, acid reflux, depression, low motion, no energy of that is related to gut. So when we and I say, try this, and they come <laughs> going, can I get the larger size? It just gives me so much joy. I get so excited knowing that it's not the idea of masking any of these symptoms, but it's about actually helping them heal. So for example, I can take someone who has diarrhea and someone who has constipation. And in the Western world, we're going to say, take the kaopectate for their diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Here's a synthesized drug that we pharmacists have created to stop the diarrhea. But then all of a sudden, the person coming back, and now I've got constipation. Now what do I do? And so it's going up and down because we're not allowing the body to do the healing. When you're doing probiotics and we're taking the approach that nature wants us to do, we're saying, let's introduce these microorganisms and let them figure it out. Let them 
now balance you. And lo and behold, you've got the guy with the diet and the guy with the constipation. And both of them are saying, I've got normal poo now. I feel great. And it's amazing because we're now going to the source, which is an imbalance in your microbiome. And it's not just covering up, blocking a symptom, but we're actually addressing the source. And for acid reflux, same thing. We've got all these, you know, blockers that are going, that are strong bugs. And we're telling people, go ahead, eat that quesadilla if it calls you acid yeah. reflux. Well, we've got a pill that you can take. Yeah. And that pill stop you from having the heart. But in the meantime, it, it will ruin things in the rest of your body. Exactly. But we've got a pill to address those things too. Yeah. We want to make your life easier and convenient. You just keep eating that shit. <laughs> and that is like, oh my gosh. You know, I love that we're talking about elimination. I made a whole lesson in Growing Great on hydration and elimination. And when I first came out with that, it was like, parents were like, what? We're going to teach kids about elimination and hydration. I'm like, yeah, we're damn right. They need to know because our elimination <laughs> is so crucial for our health. If kids or you are not having everyday bowel movements and they're, per they're formed in a way that looks like that nice, smooth, you know, soft serve ice cream, that it's not painful, <laughs> that people need to understand this is a part of our health and well-being. And if it's not, those are your symptoms. Diarrhea is a symptom. I remember Tim, before we were gluten-free, he go, I'm fine. My constitution's fine. I eat pizza. I drink beer. It goes right through me. No problem. I'm like, oh, no, that is not correct. Your body isn't assimilating well of those nutrients. But even when you eat nutrient-rich food, nutrient-dense food, it goes right through you because your body isn't equipped with the right microbiome probiotics, all that to help us assimilate all the nutrients in our gut, in our small intestine. So that's why it's going whoosh right through us. Our body's like, boom, out of us or the opposite. Right. It's holding on and we're not allowing our bodies to actually eliminate. So people, if you're listening out there, all you moms, dads, whomever, talk about elimination with your kids too, because that's what's going to teach them how to know and recognize, hey, mommy, I have a tummy ache because I haven't had a bowel movement today. Or not even recognizing that it's bowel movement that's causing it, that's saying, you know, I'm grouchy, but I don't know why I'm grouchy. Yeah. And so we know sugar is a big problem with our biome. Alcohol, let's talk about alcohol, you know, and how does that affect our gut microbiome? Well, you know, it's so interesting, Peggy. Uh, there are so many parts of our diet that contribute to inflammation, contribute to the imbalance. And uh, alcohol will often be, in, you know, when you drink it in moderation, it's actually really good. I remember going to the eye doctor and the doctor says, you know, you're it, your eyes are drying and I'd like you to drink uh, a glass of red wine every day and more yellow vegetables and eat goji berries. And I said, wow, I can do the yellow vegetables. I can do the goji berries. But I'm not sure if I can do the wine. And uh, he started to tell me the benefits of that wine. So there are benefits 
to a lot of these great foods that are real. It's just we don't want to overdo it. It's when we overdo it, you get imbalance, right? right? I yeah. love that you shared that there's actual foods that um, really help support this. And I love that the doctors say drink a glass of wine. And then we're going to add in, make sure it's organic, biodiverse, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, uh, no sulfites, you know, like, hello. Right, exactly. <laughs> Those are the better for it. you, like up, upscaling, <laughs> you know, upcycling things that, you know, that you and I really believe in. But I think that's yeah. so cool because there are foods like probiotic foods that we know, prebiotic foods. Like what are some of your favorite probiotic foods that you love? Oh, my favorite is my cocophere. That's my favorite. Well, yeah. <laughs> and my kvass and yes. my kvass. Uh, but no, I love to eat fermented kimchi, fermented. I make a fermented beet that I love to eat. I make fermented salads that I eat. So getting back to your question, Peggy, about my uh, cycle within Moonchi and how we don't waste anything. So we start off with the mother cocophere, which is organic coconut milk and fermented with kefir grains. That's it. Simple. No refined sugars at all. No preservatives. From there, when you over ferment the cocophere, you get curds and whey. So that become the curds become our fermented yeast and the whey becomes the fermented way that we put into our beets to create the kvass. And that kvass gets mixed with the orange peel, the banana peel, and the ginger and fig. The fig in that fermentation product process becomes our fig salad. We have a curry fig salad. And then the beets become our fermented beets. And we also have a fermented Thai beet noodle salad as well. So all of these products are creating new products that are being eaten by my clients and everyone's going, wow, I've never felt so much better. This is great because we make the assumption that once we eat a probiotic, these microorganisms are going to be staying in there forever. Some of them, yes, will continue to multiply, and continue to grow, but others will exit. So that's why you can have, you know, uh, a feces, uh, you take the feces of a healthy person, you put it into the feces of somebody who's struggling and suddenly their gut biome, gut microbiome is better, right? So there are parts of the microbiome um, bacteria process when we eliminate goes into our feces and those feces are a demonstration of how healthy our microbiome is or mm. unhealthy Right. right. That's when we do those testing and we find out. And that's what yes. happened to me. I found out, you know, one of the big things that I've been dealing with is this lead. And the doctor was like, uh, there's something hanging on to the lead that's not allowing your lead to release out of your body. And so we did all these tests. I found out that I had, you know, all these other situations that now I'm working on. And one of them, you know, the leaky gut, the uh, parasites, the H. pylori, wow. you know, all these other things. And so all these years, it's like now that's the beauty of functional medicine and how we get to learn. Our tests are so much more in depth, like they really go in and find out. And so through the feces, you can find out so there's so much information that our body can share with us. That's way more in depth. 
equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are having such a positive effect on so many people, Manette. You know, your customers are sharing so much about the products and making such a difference in their lives that it's it's pretty amazing. And like, I personally am so grateful that we reconnected because of all the stuff that I'm going through. And and I see it having an effect on me, especially the kvass, especially the coconut kefir. And um, I'm I'm so grateful. And you're working so hard. You're working so hard. And I'm, I, I'd like to hear today, all this stuff brings you so much joy. I can feel it. I can feel it in the food that you're creating. I can feel it in, you know, um, you and your spirit. What else brings you great joy in your life? I love that. Because that's balance. That's balance right there, right? It is. It's balance. Uh, I have so much joy in my life and have so much to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I wake I honestly am so excited to have this beautiful day before me. So nature brings me a ton of joy. Nature and animals and children bring so much joy to me. But when I think about uh, the Picasso quote, you know, what is the meaning of life? That is to discover your gift. The purpose of life is to share it with others. And when I realize that I'm sharing my gift with others, that honestly is my joy. That is my true joy. So when I ask myself, how can I serve others? And I know that this is my purpose. I have so much joy in my life. I can, can't even tell you how excited I get when someone comes up to me at the market and says, I've never experienced this much energy. I feel so much better. I'm like, yes, I love to hear that. And the idea that you can be existing now without pain simply from having the choice to eat foods that are real. Oh my goodness. That's the shift that I want to see in everyone connecting with foods that are real, organic from our mother earth. Our mother earth created these amazing plants so that each of these plants could give us some functional benefit. And all we need to do is listen to our body and identify what is that functional benefit? And so our bodies heal, right? So moon chi, chi is the Chinese life force energy. Moon is nature. I spell it with you because we're putting you back in nature. And when we are in line with nature, our chi is balanced and we stay healthy. We maintain our body's innate ability to heal when it eats real, functional, organic food from the earth. Oh, I'm going to take that in. And I hope all of you take all of this in. Manette, what a delicious, nourishing conversation this has <laughs> been. I'm so oh. grateful. And I hope all of you listening today 
feel the same way. And it's, it's such an honor to sit with a person like you that really understands, has discovered, and ha- knows. You live your, your passion and your purpose. And I want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Manette. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you so much. Mm. You are such inspiration. And I have loved watching your journey. You've changed so many people's lives. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, if you live in Southern California, you can get to actually see Manette at her many uh, farmer's markets. She is in Redondo Beach on Thursday mornings. She's in Hermosa Beach. On Friday afternoon, she's in the Marina del Rey on Saturdays. If you don't live in Southern California and you want to know more and learn more from Manette, she, you have a newsletter, yes, on your website. Yes, I do. And I, you can go to www.munchi, spelled M-U-U-N-C-H-I.com and Sign up for her beautiful newsletter. She's on Facebook and Instagram. And one day we'll see if she's on the shelves in some of our favorite health food (laughs) markets, you know? (laughs) Oh, Peggy, that's so sweet of you. That's so sweet of you. It is my dream to be able to uh, provide Mochi in glass containers Mm -hmm. so that we're now getting rid of the idea of single as well. So ideally, I would love to do a little shop that has everything available and people bring in their containers and just refill them by the pound, whatever how much they want. But we're getting rid of the idea of always packaging and definitely not packaging plastic. Yeah. There's so many plastics that are contaminating our oceans and our earth. And, and we uh, as consumers are getting the leaching from the plastic into our guts so packaging in glass is very important i would love to see a little shop where people can come and get the mochi fresh fresh. i see it i see it and i'm (laughs) affirming and all of us out there listening for manette we're affirming yes to munchi well thank you so so much much. manette it's been such a beautiful glorious pleasure Hi loves, Meg's here. Have you already joined one of our reset programs? If you haven't, maybe you just need a little bit more personalized support for your health goals. Join me for one-on-one functional medicine coaching sessions. Coaching sessions provide additional support designed specifically to help you detox from stress, excess weight, inflammation, bloat, and all that negative energy out of your life. Healing involves a whole body approach and our Curry Girls Kitchen reset programs and personalized coaching offers just that. Head to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in today's show notes to sign up for your free initial 20-minute consult. Let me help you get started on your unique journey to wellness.